Today is Monday, October 9th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Israel declares war as Hamas terrorists launch a massive invasion. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. You can email us as well, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. Joining me now to get through that news of the cry, Billy Hallowell, on this Monday morning early. Billy, how are you? Well, it's been it's been a crazy weekend uh, just yeah. watching <laughs> these scenes, right? I'm I'm a little shocked, I think, like everybody else is. It is incredibly shocking. Of course, we're going to dive into that on the podcast today. That's going to be our uh, main focus both early on and through the main thing is we caught up with CBN Bureau, uh, Middle East Bureau Chief Chris Mitchell, who's there in Jerusalem and gave us a reaction to what was going on. And it's it really is a shocking scene. It's uh, the videos that are coming out are truly, truly appalling. But we're going to we're going to dive in here right away and just get to what we know now and where things stand on the podcast today. We're going to kick it off here by going through the news in 90 seconds at least 1100 people have been killed in the terrorist attack on israel so far by hamas thousands more were wounded hamas continues their attack they're still launching rockets into israel but they also had militants breach the border on the ground and head into southern israel and israel has responded to the attacks by launching strikes of their own towards Gaza. Complicating things, of course, is that Hamas militants have taken many civilian and IDF hostages and brought them back into Gaza. Now it's the third day of fighting uh, happening now since it broke out on Saturday. Videos are showing the horror on the ground, including an attack on a music festival where Israeli rescuers said they found 260 people dead. And this other clip circulating now show Israeli citizens being taken hostage. Hamas is claiming that it holds more than 100 hostages. And as I said, some of those include Israeli army officers. Those Israeli airstrikes have been happening after Israel formally declared war on Hamas on Sunday. New York Representative Dan Goldman, a Democrat, was visiting Israel over the weekend. He was there. So was Senator Cory Booker, who was jogging on Saturday in Jerusalem when the attacks began. Those are just some of the details on this breaking war in Israel. And we're going to get into more on the podcast. Make sure you get on over to CBNNews.com, the CBN News YouTube channel. We have continuing updates happening there from Chris Mitchell, from our team, from the CBN News team, because this is obviously a rapidly developing situation. So bringing you back in here, Billy. And this is even all of the partisan outlets that normally would kind of spin this as Israel's fault. You don't even see that this time around. I think they give some indication of how shocking and appalling this attack really is. 
Yeah, I think I think to give people a sense of what is going on here, you know, when you when you listen to what the Israel Defense Forces spokesman was saying, he was he was like, look, you know, we have not had this is unprecedented. They have not had so many Israeli nationals, you know, Israeli citizens in the hands of a terrorist organization um, since really. 1948. They haven't had this kind of fighting, you know, where, where people are coming in. I mean, this is not just, oh, you know, rockets are being shot right. into the country. This was much more sweeping than that. And so they, you know, they haven't really seen this in their history. No, they haven't. And, you know, look, I was there in 2018 when former President Trump brought the, they brought the U.S. Embassy back into Jerusalem. So we went over there, we were reporting on that. And, if you remember, that was when there was massive protests at the border in, in Gaza. And I was standing in a field there near um, the town called Sterot, S-D-E-R-O-T. And it's not far from the Gaza Strip. And you see people, they were trying to breach the fence. And Israel at that time was getting a lot of grief in the press. They were saying, oh, they're killing innocent civilians. They're just killing these unarmed people. And the IDF, they were showing us the propaganda from Hamas. And these propaganda flyers that were on websites and whatnot were showing people, hey, once you get through the border, go here. And they wanted to kill civilians. That's what the stated goal is. And the media didn't buy that. But you look at what happened when they did breach the border here, which raises a lot of questions. And I get into that with Chris Mitchell uh, on the podcast today. And uh, Billy, I know you've been looking into this as well. Like, how did this intelligence failure happen? Usually Israel knows everything. But but back in 2018, they warned about this happening. And once they breached the border, that is exactly what's happening. I mean, these videos of them t having dead civilians and um, taking hostages, uh, it's it's unbelievably appalling. Well, I mean, you talk about 1,100, and that death toll has just climbed more and more, right? It started yeah. with... You know, 40 people it went up, I mean, over the weekend. You were just watching it every hour going up. I mean, you picture if you're listening to this, you picture people coming in parachuting, paragliding essentially into your country, coming in with vans, you know, attacking on multiple prongs. You're in your house. They, they're trying to get into your house. They're, they're dragging you over the border into Gaza. It's just this is an unimaginable situation. And so I think that's why you are seeing the media who are typically critical <clears throat> recognize that in this developed incredible country, you've had this invasion and it's been compared to 9-11. Over the weekend, there were yeah. numerous people saying this is our, in Israel saying this is our 9-11 moment. Um, but I think the nature of this with boots on the ground, essentially, it makes it even more horrific. But to your, what you were just saying before, I think as the dust settles on that, that is going to be the big question. How did this happen? Because not only did they get in to the country, these terrorists, they were able to get people multiple miles, some reports say, over the border again. So it wasn't just getting in. It was how were they able to then get out? You know, this is a very secure country. And so there are so many questions surrounding that still. Yeah. And I saw um, a report over the weekend, the in that in that town I mentioned that I was at the uh, terrorists actually took over the police station. They went in heavily armed, took it over and the IDF had to come in and they had an intense battle over the weekend to get that back. And the whole building is just completely flattened. I mean, it's just rubble and concrete to show you how, how much force they had to use. It wasn't like, Hey, we're going to go in there with a the team sweep through and we got them. 
I mean, they had to pummel this place. So the, the amount of force that's being used here is it's also raising questions about what kind of help did Hamas have here. And of course, all fingers are pointing at Iran as that connection is well known there. But clearly they're having a lot of help here. And others are saying, hey, wait a minute. You know, the Biden administration just made this deal not long ago to get Iran six billion in funds unlocked. And then all of a sudden we have the largest attack, you know, probably in history launched by Hamas here. I mean, they launched some some 5000 rockets in just a couple of days. And that's the amount of rockets they would see normally over maybe an extended weeks long or months long barrage that Hamas had previously would unload, which is still horrible. But they were able to do that in just a day or two. Yeah, I know Alex Trayman um, from Jewish News Syndicate, I spoke with him on Sunday, and he was telling me that um, it was probably, and I think he was referring to Saturday, the day that had the most rockets ever fired into mm -hmm. Israel in one day. Yeah. And, yeah, there were some others making some, and these comparisons, I think, help us put this in context, that the largest number of Jewish people were slaughtered in one day since the Holocaust, right? I mean, you, you think of these different numbers and these claims and these stats, and, the, and you think, this is unimaginably horrific. You bring up Iran, and obviously, you know, I think a lot of people they approach these situations like we need to we need to just negotiate with these people because if we do that, we're gonna you know they're going to be rational players and they're going to come alongside us. We still don't know the details on Iran's involvement here, but Hamas and Hezbollah apparently have claimed that yeah. they were involved in some way, and so. This, to me, though, opens up a bigger conversation. You know, this is sort of a powder keg, right, because of all the other countries that, you know, something like this, and I'm not saying it will, can very quickly get out of control because there are a lot of other nations that have vested interests on either side of this dispute. Yeah, and we know Iran's history, especially wanting to wipe Israel off the map. They've stated this clearly. So we know the end game for some of these countries, and it's, it's not pretty, and we have to be very serious about defending Israel and helping them. And so far, most leaders, including the president, have expressed their support. So um, just, again, continue to stay tuned to CBNnews.com for continuing updates on this breaking and really disturbing story. And of course, be praying for Israel. I mean, this is that, I mean, I should go without saying, but I'm going to say it here. We got to be praying for Israel and all the people that are over there and dealing with these this horrific and frightening situation having your own country invaded people sit and civilians are being targeted and and that's again a difference here with having a terrorist run country is these they're not military targets these they're targeting it is civilians very very disturbing stuff prayers appreciated of course all right we're going to go to the main thing now and as I mentioned at the top, CBN's Chris Mitchell is our Middle East Bureau Chief, and he's there in Jerusalem and was there when the attacks began and reported on all things about uh, what's going on here, the dynamics at play. And I caught up with him uh, on Saturday as the war was breaking out. So our conversation is today's main thing. Chris. Israel's used to these rocket attacks coming in from Gaza. What's different about this time that led uh, the prime minister to say that this was war? Well, so much, Dan. I think, uh, as you say, Israel is really kind of used to, in a sense, uh, the rocket attacks. They've been coming 2008-9. There was an operation 
2012, 2014. I think the latest rockets were uh, at least here to Jerusalem were 2021. Uh, that's when we heard uh, sirens here. We heard sirens early this morning. Uh, and we also heard the Iron Dome uh, anti-missile system in action knocking those rockets out of the sky. Uh, what makes this so different is the infiltration by hundreds, if not as many as a thousand Hamas terrorists that went into southern communities on the Gaza border, Starot being one of the most well-known that has uh, endured rocket attacks for about 20 years now. Um, and they have kidnapped dozens, apparently, of uh, Israelis, soldiers they have kidnapped. They've gone in wantonly murdering uh, sometimes whole families and uh, maybe as least as uh, many as 50 Israelis have died and uh, dozens of us said have been taken back into Gaza as hostages and human shields. Uh, so this is sort of like, as some people have said, Israel's 911, Israel's Pearl Harbor. Uh, they were surprised. Uh, many people are saying this is a colossal intelligence failure and reminiscent of what happened 50 years ago. Yesterday was the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War when Israel was surprised by Arab armies coming out of Egypt and Syria in particular. So this is a huge development, uh, uh, Dan. It's, it's not going to be over soon. It's going to take a long time, especially complicating factors is the uh, hostages inside uh, Gaza, and also the possibility that Hezbollah and Israel's northern border will join the war. Yeah, really, really troubling stuff. And I, I recall being there in 2018 when the embassy, U.S. embassy, was moved there to Jerusalem, and we had those protests at the border. And I distinctly remember the IDF telling us, you know, the reason, you know, all the media, all the mainstream media was out there, you know, criticizing Israel for their harsh response to people trying to penetrate through the border. And I distinctly remember them showing us w these flyers and what they had obtained, the motives of what they wanted to do if they were able to penetrate the border and get through. And it was exactly this. It was kidnap. It was to kill citizens. That's that's another difference in this attack here, Chris, is it's after civilians. These are not military targets they're going after. They're targeting civilians. Exactly. And uh, as you said, sad sadly, and tragically, what had uh, the IDF was warning about years ago has come true. The images out of the southern uh, communities are horrific. Uh, you can see elderly people murdered on the street. You saw videos of people driving that got uh, ambushed and then uh, presumably killed and uh, their you know, cars go off the road. Uh, this is exactly what uh, what is happening right now. I remember one IDF former spokesman saying, you know, if Hamas uh, dropped its weapons, there'd be peace. If if um, <clears throat> Israel dropped its weapons, there'd be war. And right now we are at war. Interestingly, the and perhaps disturbingly, the U.S. embassy's initial response was to discourage retaliatory attacks. And that was quickly deleted, as obviously, as you said, with this hostage situation here, Israel has to do something uh, and not just sit there and take a bombardment uh, from Hamas terrorists. Now, the other thing about this attack is it's clearly sophisticated. You're talking 2,500 rockets at least in just a short amount of time. This is a number of rockets that would have been um, over months or weeks of time, and it happened in just a few hours, leading a lot of people to say, Chris, that they're having help here. And the number one name that comes is Iran. And what do we know about that so far? Any help they're getting and uh, the concerns there? 
Well, we know that Iran is behind this. It's not just Hamas on the uh, southern border. They've been funded, they've been trained, they've been equipped by Iran and likely coordinated uh, by Iran during this time. I, uh, it seems like they want to come on the, uh, the anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, 50 days uh, plus one, 50 years uh, plus one day against uh, against the Jewish state. So definitely is Iran and uh, the possibility. Uh, some people say it's unlikely, but could this lead to a regional war, not just Hezbollah on the northern border, but actually a direct confrontation between Iran and Israel? And would this be the time that Israel would want to strike Iran's nuclear program that it's been uh, possibly threatening for many, many years? So this is really, uh, you know, I would say, uh, Dan, uh, being here so long, you get the sense that Israel is really a family. And uh, when one soldier is killed or kidnapped or wounded, uh, it, it hurts all the Israelis' families who either have a son or a daughter in the army or they serve themselves or their father or their mother served. Right now, uh, his reservists are being called up all over Israel on the northern border, on the southern border, throughout Israel. There's concerns about these kind of uh, attacks that may be uh, within Israel itself, even here in Jerusalem. Uh, so it's a really um, a order of magnitude. This is kind of like uh, Israel's 911, as I said. Yeah. And what can we expect for how long this will go? I mean, you know, you have it instantly here them talking about war. Um, what's your sense on how long this could play out? It could be a long time, Dan, especially now that there are hostages inside Gaza as we speak. Uh, and it's really a propaganda victory for Hamas, for Iran, and for Islamic terror groups like this. Uh, so how long it goes, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's going to be over anytime soon. Uh, Israel yeah. will have to respond militarily and not the way they have before. Usually it's targeted airstrikes against Hamas infrastructure. Uh, this time, I would anticipate uh, a ground offensive by uh, Israel. Uh, complicating it is those hostages, but it's going to be, uh, as one IDF former spokesman said to me earlier today, it's going to be unprecedented response by Israel. Mm, and yeah, as you mentioned those videos, Chris, I saw a few of those as well. Very disturbing. I, I think what a lot of people in America maybe don't grasp is that, you know, you've got to serve over there in the IDF when you're young and you see, you see a lot of young women you see just a lot of young people there in the military and so i some of these videos you see young women being dragged off there's right. actually an elderly woman i saw being dragged off and then put on video uh, that was presumably taken by uh, these terrorists these hamas terrorists so it is uh it's a disturbing scene when you see all of these civilians being put in harm's way like that yeah, very much so. And it's really shaken Israel, uh, Israeli media saying this is apocalyptic. And to see the images that are being spread by Hamas as well about these uh, young women, older women being taken by uh, Hamas terrorists, this is like Israel's worst nightmare uh, to see them taking away. It's heartrending to see it. And, uh, and it's going to be heartrending for a long time for Israelis as they consider what's happening to their loved ones on the other side of the border. All right, CBN's Chris Mitchell there. And you can check out, as I said, our continuing coverage, his continuing coverage, he and his team there in Jerusalem uh, on the CBN News YouTube channel over at CBNNews.com. He will be having reports throughout the day and, of course, throughout the week as this uh, the story unfolds and 
as I said, tragic, tragic stuff. We need to continue uh, praying for the people of Israel and the leaders there and the response and everything else. Um, as this is gonna, this is gonna go on for some time here in the near future. All right, we're gonna have time here on the pod for one last thing. Yeah, I think about what uh, Chris said there about Israel's worst nightmare, and I look at verses like Psalm thirty-four, eighteen, and I'll just read it here. It says, "The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit." And I think that's a verse for where we are right now in, in all of this. Absolutely is. Um, as always, uh, the Lord is near, as it says to the brokenhearted, to those who need our help and his promises are true and he keeps them all the time. And in times like this, got to cling to him. So, all right, that's all for the podcast today. Appreciate you being here. And as always, Lord willing, in that creek don't rise, we shall return tomorrow with more. God bless. We'll see you then.